Gamer Grudge, people. This is another episode. We are here. We're here. We're here. We're happy. And we're here to play. We're here to do that game that we all well, we all know and love, and that is Gamer Grudge. We're here um, today. We are without one member of our family, um, which is Zach. But to replace him so dearly, we have the one. We have the champion, Ryan. Hey, Mac. What's going on? I am happy to be here to check some facts and make sure everybody's ducks are in a row. Uh, it's going to be a fun game. All right, cool, cool, cool. And as I said in the last episode, uh, Shay, uh, we like I said, we've been rotating our, we've been rotating our, oh, uh, we're, we're rotating our, um, our moderators. Um, and today we have our other moderator, which is Angie, aka I call her Angie. Angie. Hi. She's going to be our mod for this show. Um, she also acts, acts, acts as a fat checker, so she actually knows her stuff, people. So. Don't you worry about that. Uh, but today, like I said before, we like I said. So now that we got the people that run the show, let's talk. Let's get to the victims of the show. Uh, <clears throat> first, he's been. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the person that's. Go I'm looking at my screen. Um, let's we'll start with this person. Um, I, I found him on Twitter. He was so happy to get on here. Um, he he got he's showing his Funko Pops of Dragon Ball Z, which is awesome. And that's Cal. How's it going, Cal? Good, how are you? All right, cool, 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 cool. All right, next, I'm looking at, I'm looking at my screen. Um, he's been on this show before. He's been on the show before. He, uh, his wife, bested me in a Mega Man battle, which I'm still a little bit heated. She's probably gonna, she's probably letting me see it right now. She's like, she's rubbing it into my face, like I beat you. <laughs> That's what you get, Mac. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, we got uh, and I, I call I, I call him, but I only know him as I call him by zero. And it's zero. What's up? What's up, Mac? Back. Glad to be back. No problem. No problem. And last but not least, uh, uh the third person. Uh, like I said, we had we had originally, as you see, uh, we had as you see on the screen before you, you kept watching the show. We had originally Gareth pop up on here. But Gareth was Gareth had an emergency and something happened. So stepping in from uh, I met this guy on Twitter. He he's he uh, he runs a podcast. This is one his first, this is his second live podcast. Am I right? Second? Yeah, this is actually the second live one I've ever done. All right, uh, Chris. How's it going, Mac? All right, going good, going good. All right, before we start the show, uh, before we start the show, always we have to go over the rules. Of the rules, I, I always like to say the rules of Gamer Grudge. Um, and to read those rules, we will have Angie read us the rules. I will get them on the screen as we speak. Just give me a second. All right, everyone, the rules. There is four rounds, one question per round. A point is awarded to the person with the best argument. The two fighters with the most points will go to our one-on-one -on -one fight. We will call PvP. In the wake of a tie at the end of the fourth round, the tie fighters will be given a tiebreaker. Tiebreaker, um, and they are quick make four first place. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I gotta push that up a little bit. I'm fine. I, I gotta. I wish I could do that. All right. Thanks. Oops. 
in the phases. All right, phases. Phase one is the introduction. And then phase two will have the del yeah, declaration. declaration. Okay. And that'll be three minutes. Phase three will have the grudge, which will be a five minute. Phase four will be the last minute round and you only get one minute. And then phase five, we'll do the cleanup round. That's where we do fact checking, judging, and we'll do the final poll. All right. Well, cool. That's all right. Great job, Amy. That's a good job. Thank you. Good, good job. All right, guys. With a with a full stomach and um, with a full stomach. Uh, are you ready, people? Okay. All right. All right. I get the thumbs up. Okay. Ala cuisine. Oh crap. That's wrong. Wrong chef. Wrong chef. Thank you. Um. Okay. Uh. Well, let's go ahead. You know what? I'm I'm embarrassed myself. I'm just gonna play this montage that that um Ryan made. As you know, I have a better bell. Because if you saw the last episode, that last bell was bullcrap. This is bell 2.0. You can hear it. Yes! Hear that thing bell. Okay, anyway, uh, let's go to question number one, which is... Oh, I loved it. I love it. Uh, question number one. Um, ooh, wrong question. Wrong question. I, I was so enamored by the bell. It wasn't funny. Okay. What what gang character would you want to be in a long-time relationship with? Um, and I have the order right there, right here. Uh, we will have Cap. Um, let me make sure that I'm right. Making sure, double-checking, because I want to make sure I'm... Don't know. Okay. We'll have Cal, then Zero, then Chris. So, Cal, what is... What character would you want to have a long, long relationship with? Uh, I guess the character I chose was Kefla from Dragon Ball Z. Is it this person right here? That is correct. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, Zero. I chose Laura Croft. Laura Croft, the Tomb Raider. That that person right there, right? Yes, that person right there. The Tomb Raider. Chris, I went with Jill Valentine, the salty officer. I see, I see. And, and guys, we're doing this. If you're wondering, yes, we're doing this. We know, we know. Valentine's Day was last week, but hey, whatever. It's it's all right. Now you have the time. You have three minutes to um. Shay, you got time? All right. Ryan? Ryan, you got time? All right. All right. 
All right, Kyle, you have three minutes to give me your declaration of why this is the best character. All right, well, I guess the reason I chose Kefla as the character I'd have been in a long-term relationship with is because I thought, one, she's probably, she is from one of my favorite games that I play and, of course, one of my also favorite shows that I also watch. So it was pretty easy debate for me to pick that. Um, so if you're not familiar with Dragon Ball Z, Kefla is actually a fusion between two people, uh, Khalifa and Kale. So her parents, she's young, younger, uh, slender woman. She has more of appearance of Khalifa with more muscular, I guess, build, which is Kale's side. Um, I guess the also other reason I picked her was because she is a Saiyan, so she does have a lot of strength and a lot of, I guess, energy. Uh, her personality, she is, she's an overflowing personality, sense of confidence. She never really backs down from a fight. Doesn't matter who she's up against or what she's going up against. It just doesn't really phase her. She's, she'll just go at it with whatever and all she has. Um... And I guess that's pretty much it. I guess that's the reason why I chose her as my favorite or a long character I would chose, choose to be in a long-term relationship with. All right. We love that bail. Zero. So I chose Laura because she's already got the characteristics of somebody who knows what they want and does all of the work that they can to achieve their entire realization. She's got the she's got like the best arsenal that one could possibly ever have. She's got the money to back up that arsenal. And like she's smart. She's she's been considered like by many to be the prettiest girl in gaming. And let's face it, you get with Laura Croft, you're guaranteed to go on some wild adventures. So, I think that's really the reason why I chose her. Okay. Wild Adventures. Chris? So, <clears throat> I went with uh, Jill Valentine, mostly because if there's any one woman that you could put through hell and still expect to come out the other side, to be her. She's extremely resourceful. Uh, you put any weapon in her hand, she's going to get the job done. So if you're looking for anybody that's going to stand by your side through thick and thin, I think it's going to be her. She's never going to be surprised by anything. Uh, she looks pretty damn good, in my opinion. And on top of that, she still brings enough of a mystery to a relationship that I think everybody would want. So, I mean, that's my opinion. I don't know of any other women out there that could mow down a horde of zombies or just kind of take it in stride. 
All right, that's it? Yeah. All right. She can mow down a horde of zombies. Okay. Wow. Okay, y'all doing good so far. All right. You ready? All right. Well, you have five minutes to now tear down, our, tear down everybody else's argument. We will turn off our mics so we will not interrupt unless we have to. Well, Shay was the Shay, well, not well. Angie will go in. And, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can kill me later. Angie will literally tell you if the fight's going in a certain direction. She's got that way. And uh, once I ring the bell and then you're dripping to go at it, you might tear down each other argument right now. All right. So about Kefla. I understand that the question said game character. She started as an enemy character, but thankfully she did make it into a, into a game, Xenoverse 2, and I, yeah, just Xenoverse 2 at the time. Um, problem with with that is that honestly, that that, that feels almost like cheating because you're technically getting two girls in one, <laughs> and her her personality would almost be a little too dominant to the point where. It would drive more than any man away, rather than like at least eighty-five percent of men away. There's at least a good fifteen percent that would want a woman on that wild side. Um, well, um, I think between it, all three of them, they're kind of dominant personalities. True, true, and as. I was going to say, as for uh, Jill Valentine, she's not the only one that could be resourceful with weapons enough to mow down hordes of zombies. Yeah, but at the same time, Jill Valentine doesn't need a hoard of money to back her up. You could pretty much throw her on a street and be like, here's a gun, go. True. That's kind of the thing. Jill Valentine kind of needs a weapon to protect herself. And same with Laura Croft, whereas... Kefa, you could, she can pretty much defend herself with her bare hands. Yeah, but can she stop a bullet? Yeah, I would say she could probably stop a bullet. I mean, I've I've seen a few Dragon Ball Z characters die to a bullet, uh, whether they're powerful or not. I'm sorry, I'm actually sorry to say, but many a times it's been shown that the Z, that the Z fighters can catch bullets and crumple them in their hands. So, oh yeah. But at the same time, it's also if you catch them by surprise and fire a shot, they'll go down. Yeah. Yeah, there's, um, there's a good chance you might catch her on her slight chance, but chances are she's going to be ready and prepared. Yeah. Now, you and I mean, she's not exactly the most well-known Saiyan or powerful at that. Yeah. Sure, it might not be, but with her fusion, she does have Kale's... I guess it's her legendary Super Saiyan form, and it does have a lot of power within itself. So technically, she might not be well-known yet, but she does hold a lot of power and strength within herself. Now, which version of the fusion is it? Is it the short-term fusion or the long-term fusion? Because I'm not really as familiar with the character. It's a Patara. Patara. It's the earrings. Okay. Now... I also have to say, you say that she could go in on, with her with her bare fists. True, but Ki is actually considered a weapon then, and she's been known to fling more Ki blasts than Goku ever potentially could. <laughs> right. 
That is right. However, she does... We're not really comparing Kefla to Goku. We're comparing Kefla to Laura Croft and... Um, I know, but going on, going on a like-to-like. Right. So... Well, I mean, I, if we're going on who likes who, I mean, you're looking at Laura Croft, one of the most widely known female characters, Jill Valentine, one of the most widely known female characters, and then you have Kefla, who's... This same from and, Universe 6. Um, an, an up-and-coming, I'll, I'll give her that. So, I mean, at least in my mind, this fight's between Laura Croft and Jill Valentine, and, I mean, that's just my opinion, so... And in my opinion, Jill Valentine doesn't need the resources that Laura Croft One minute does. left, guys. One minute left. So, while Jill is actually very resourceful, Laura has also been very resourceful without her funds backing her as well. If you remember the ill-fated Angel of Darkness game, she was actually cast, aw- cast out from her home away from all that money, and she still made it through. But every single time, Jill has been dropped in without the money or the resources. It's, here's a knife and here's an herb. Go. And, I mean, if I'm going to look for any woman who's going to be resourceful to take care of me, family, children, I'm going to want somebody who can pretty much make something out of nothing. So, I mean, that's that's my opinion. Yeah. And either way, the, about the only thing she'd probably know otherwise is how to make a good Jill sandwich. All right, cool. This is this is a fun round because it's like uh, it's the superpower. It's like Superman versus uh, Superman versus um, Batman. Versus, not 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 Batman. Superman versus Indiana Jones versus MacGyver. Um, yeah, I did I did that, Brian. <laughs> Guess who's MacGyver? Jill Valentine. So I never watched it. I just know the Simpson references. That's oh, it. yeah. Oh, MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so here's my one question. One question only. Y'all talked a lot about uh, the characters, uh, what they did to do it, and it felt like a more so of a, more so of a, you know, which character's better, but I, we're talking about dates here. We're talking about somebody that you want to dag on date and go on a date with. So, my question is, how, where would you take this beautiful, so let's say you're going, like I said, you want to have a long-time relationship with this woman. How would you propose to said woman? Think that's a good question, Ryan? I, I like that question. Um, try, try to talk about relationship potential. Fighting's cool, but we're talking about dates. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, uh, my timer's ready. All right. So, um, as we start, we've got Cal, then Zero, then Chris. So, Cal, how would you propose to Khalifa? Hmm. What, what, what would you do? Um, I guess... I don't know. I guess I would just get her to take me around to her favorite spot and I guess maybe get down on one knee and propose to her. I've never really thought of that per se, but I think that's the only thing I could think of. 
Okay. All right. Favorite spots. Zero. I know you got a wife, but. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, to be honest, if I were to be in the situation where I could propose to Laura Croft, I would pretty much go go to through the through the ultimate challenge. I would be along the lines of, okay, we'll okay. go through the, we'll go through this together. You go. And then, if we both make it out at the end, we'll swan dive off a waterfall, and I'm the one. <laughs> okay, going through the ultimate challenge. All right, Chris. I mean, if I had to propose to someone who I know could kick my ass, um, I would try to find some way to impress her. Um, whether that be with some romantic gesture, like. <clears throat> I recently went on a trip and uh, to Paris and fell in love with the city. And honestly, if I was going to propose to any one person, it'd be there. So, I mean, I like to travel and I think she does too. So, I mean, to me, that's going to be the only way to do it. Okay. Well, all right. Cool. All right. Cool. Um, that's bearing if Chris Redfield got something to say about that because he's going to kill you. <laughs> Just fight. All right. Uh, this is a, this was a decent fight. It was a decent open to fight. Um, um. So Ryan, what you got? What you got? Any facts? Um. So I know you were saying Dragon Ball Z. Technically, it is super. It's its own thing. I did like how you referenced the um. She, you know, Kale has the legendary Super Saiyan power. Which is interesting, especially with the release of the Broly movie. Now, it, that's an interaction I think a lot of fans want to see. Um, but everybody was solid on their facts. Uh, just you know, it's fun that we had a date question, but it was it was a lot about fighting. So, <laughs> I get I guess there are no dating simulators out there that are appropriate for these characters, probably. Don't fact check dating games, guys. It's gonna be take you down a weird, creepy path. <laughs> All right. Um, Angie, who do you who did you thought won? It. I'm kind of on the fence between Kefla and Valentine. Hmm. But going off of the arguments, I'm going to go with Valentine. Okay. Can I get your reasons why? No offense to the Kefla argument. I just feel like Jill Valentine had a better argument, and she just kind of seems like a pretty cool chick to go on a date with. True, true, true. Okay. Oh, go ahead. No, Ryan, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, no, um, no offense. Uh, it, to me, it was between Laura Croft and uh, Valentine. Unfortunately, there's just not enough of Kefla so far. You know, it's not that she hasn't had that much screen time, so there's not that much information about her. Uh, but for me, what pushed it over the edge was the final argument and bringing up Paris. Uh, that is, you know, if you're going to pop the question, Paris is a great place. And if there is a zombie apocalypse, she's the person that's going to protect you in Paris because it's got the catacombs. So it's going to probably be like zombie fest in Paris. So I, I thought that was a good way to end it. 
So I, I would lean towards Valentine. Right. Uh, let's go with the arguments. I'm going to go through this really, really quick. Um, Kyle, you said she's a fan favorite. She's muscular. She's a saiyan. Her personality is go with the flow. Uh, you know, you know, getting she's the one that can you know throw key blasts. Um, and you would say that you would take her to tell her to take you to her, take you to her favorite spot and propose to, her, which was interesting. And I'll admit that. Uh, Zero, you said she got characteristics. Who knows what she's what she wants? She got the money. She's smart. Um, she's a pretty girl, and you would go on wild adventures. That's something interesting. Um. Uh, but it does that make her resourceful? But you counter that really well with the Angel of Darkness, which no bot, no game will want to bring up. But you brought up the Angel of Darkness. Uh, you would say you would go on the Ultimate Challenge and propose to run the profile, which is interesting. Um, Chris, you said she's extremely resourceful. She's um, never going to. Um, she's never going to be surprised or something. I thought that was something that could have hurt against it, but nobody brought it back up. That she's, she's never going to be surprised because you do want to surprise your lady sometimes. By um, you know, um, you know she can kill a horde of zombies, which is something interesting. Um, and she don't need money; she can make what she wants. She's resourceful. Um, you said you would take her on a romantic. Um, you would take her to Paris and um, Paris to propose to her. Um, Cal, I do agree with the rest of them. I, I don't think Khalifa. I think was more so of a fighter. You would describe more of a fighter. If it was the best fighter. Khalifa would sweep the competition here. But Khalifa, I didn't get enough of, you know, how she would look and certain things. So it came to me between Warcraft and um, Warcraft and Joe Valentine. So basically, Indiana Jones versus MacGyver. MacGyver. Uh, so um, I. I I got to go. Um, one thing I do, I do admit the Ultimate Challenge is something interesting, but I also got to agree with um, what I heard right here, the Paris thing. The, the closing statement is what got Chris the point because that closing statement, taking her to Paris, that's something romantic. It's something that you want to do. So Chris has to get this point. So with that, Chris getting the first point. Woo! Good round, guys. Angie, what the saying in the chat? They're just talking about their opinions on how they would propose, and Shay's telling us that she's getting over the flu, so that's good. <laughs> uh, we love we love you, Shay. <laughs> All right. Uh, any any interesting pop ups? Anybody got their own opinion? What would you? And I want to. What would you pick? Um. Uh, let's see. Blue Sniper says that Laura Croft would risk her life to save a family where Jill would lose it to save a family. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, got, got, what, what would your answer would have been? Just to be quick. Andrew? Oh, for who I would pick? Uh-huh. I would have picked... Uh, I think I would have went with Chris with Valentine. Uh all right, cool. What? No, I mean, who would you would have? Who would you been your choice, man wise? Oh, for the character, I would want to. Yeah, you don't know off the top of your head. Um, I'd probably go with Link. 
Okay, all right. Link. No wrong with Link. It's a mute, but it's okay. All right, let's go. Question number two, people. Great first round. Question number two is uh, Super Mario. Woo, woo. I want to know what is the best power in the Mushroom Kingdom. This time we're going to go with uh, Zero, then Chris, then Cal. So, Zero, what is the best power in the Mushroom Kingdom? Best power up in the Mushroom Kingdom, hands down, has to be the Cape Feather. Ooh, the Cape Feather. Like that. Does it look like that? Mm hmm. Okay, cool. Looks sexy, doesn't it? <laughs> All right, uh, Chris, what is your answer? Mine would actually be the Goomba shoe. All right, it looks like that, doesn't it? Yep. All right, cool. Cool. All right, Cal. And uh, my answer is actually Yoshi. Yoshi! <laughs> okay, cool. All right, well, Zero, you, um, Zero, um, are you ready? All right, Brian. All right, when I ring the bell, you may start, and you will give your description of why you picked your answer. Starting now. So, I chose the Cape Feather because <clears throat> it's very well known from Super Mario World, alongside, you know, where... Yoshi first got his debut as well, um, but outside of that, it's perhaps one of the most amazing power-ups that you could have in a platformer game because it's so useful in many situations. And, like, this is a platform game you're playing, and you're giving me a mechanic that allows me to fly. Sure, it's, it's skill-based and to be able to gain any height and to be able to weave through the level if you don't have much space to work with, but you can skip a good, like, 60% of the game by proper utilization of the cape feather to the point that it's like it almost go into overpowered status if it weren't for the fact that you need to have such skill to weave through the levels, and if you don't have that skill, you're going to be losing it within an Instant. And I believe that is my main argument. Alright. Chris. So I went with the Goomba shoe simply because it's one of the more obscure power-ups in the game. Uh started with Super Mario Brothers 3 and it's kind of evolved from there. It's been in a couple other games. I like it because it allows you to do, like, for me, it's a true power-up. I mean, you're able to step on spikes. Uh, it kind of gives you that extra little bit of shield. You can step on the spiked Goombas. Uh, you can stomp on some of certain uh, of the plant characters. And it's just so much fun because it you don't have to skip a bunch of, bunch of the level. You can sit there and actually go through the level, enjoy the game, and still enjoy it because... It just gives you that double jump sometimes even to reach the higher up stuff that you can't normally reach with when you don't have the mushroom even. So the fact that you can use it as the little Mario, big Mario, doesn't change anything. So that's why I like it. Okay, cool. 
Alright, so it helps Mario jump man high, jump Mario jump man Mario jump higher. Cal, why Yoshi? Uh the reason I chose Yoshi was because I found um even though you can get certain other abilities that give you a better advantage or better aspect in certain spots, if you get damaged I find with them, they only last so long and they're kind of gone, so whereas Yoshi, he might get damaged, but he doesn't really lose any of his abilities, any of his power-ups, power I guess you could say. Um, I also picked him because I found him to be a well-balanced character. Uh, he might be a little slow, but he makes up for that in his his uh, evasiveness, his high jumps, his, he has... An ability of close range and far range, I guess, attacks. Um, and uh, I think that was the main aspect of why I chose Yoshi. All right. Ron, are you ready? All right. When I ring the bell, you may, you may attack um, Pillage. There are... A Pillage, do whatever you can to damage their whole entire freaking argument. When I ring this bell, you can do what you have to. Do what you have to do. Do your job! When I ring the bell, you may go. Alright, first off, I want to say to me, Yoshi is not a power-up. Yoshi is a partner. Uh, simply because even you said he's a character. I mean, the guy has his own games. He's not really a power-up. He's a character. So it's something that you're teaming up with somebody. I mean, and who wants to kill their own partner? I mean, there are some people out there that like to jump off him to get the bigger heights. But to me, he's he's a character, not a part. Uh, he's a character, not a power-up. Right. I did, when I originally was looking at it, I did make a mistake. I'm not really too big into the Mario games. It's, I used to really only play them when I was little, so I did make an error when I was choosing my power, so I did make that error, but I mean, it, he does have his advantages. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fully on board with you. I, I love Yoshi, but to me, he's a character, not a power-up. So you guys don't harp on it and just focus on the other things. We agreed that we would allow Yoshi as a power-up because in the first game, that he's introduced, he's just a power up. Yeah, he's so just a power up. Talk about the other, talk oh, about no, no, other no. aspect. Oh no, I I get that, and that's that's why I was just like I I, I just wanted to get that out of the way for me real quick. Right. Um, if, it was, if it wasn't Chris, it was going to be me. And don't don't get me wrong, I love Yoshi, but he's he's too dependent on the fact that without Mario, he's just Yoshi, and to me that's like my argument on that the cape feather i do like and i thought about it but the fact that i would have to like like you said you can skip 60 percent of the game with it it's a platforming game why would i want to skip that much of the game at least with the boot, it it leaves you on the ground but the boot protects you from certain dangers like the spikes and the chomping plants that uh are in like world four or five okay. so and I was going to say that this is, this is also the power-up that's coming from the game that gave us the warp whistle. Understandable, 
But I mean, to me, at least three was a lot better than the disaster that two was. But, and well, the fact that the, the boot is still widely used in Super Mario Maker. There are people that actually like it. And the fact that it's gotten alternate forms, the green boot, there's the flying boot, there's the red uh, pump, and the black one now that you can use in Super Mario Maker. Now, with your uh, notion on the stop, stopping on uh, spikes and... Uh, certain like enemies maybe maybe the chompers but when it came to the enemies that mario like uh Piran that the uh karibo shoe actually gave him the ability to stomp on now mario in mario world could do that with his bare feet with a spin jump true but at least with the boot you can still jump higher in the base form so it actually did add something. And I mean, like I said, don't get me wrong. I love the cape feather, but if I had to choose the cape feather or another one, I'd take the boot or the, the Tanuki suit. Yeah, that would have been a fun argument. Tanuki suit. Anyway. Um, and my whole issue with Yoshi at, at, from just a power-up stance is that he also didn't really... In order to really unlock Yoshi's full potential, you had to go through a lot of extraneous work to be able to, like... either You either had to know the shell combinations that would give you what you wanted when you needed it, or you had to pretty much just uh, go through Star World in order to unlock all the other colored Yoshis. Well, I mean, that's... That's in that one, but when you look at Super Mario World, when you got the first Yoshi, he was he was pretty strong right out the gate. But to me, I I still would take something that would actually benefit Mario himself rather than Yoshi or the Cape Feather. Like I said, honestly, I I would have much rather taken the Tanuki suit or the Frog suit, where it actually truly adds something to the character. Um. I mean, flight is adding something to the character, but we only don't, we only have so much time. Oh, I know, but you can get flight with the Tanuki suit as well. Limited. Understanded, limited. But like I said, this is a platforming game. Why would I want to skip that much of the game? Kurt, this is this is a little heated. I like this. This fight was a little heated. Um, Ryan, you got a question? I, I want to ask you first. Uh, Angie, yep. y'all got a question? Yeah, I, 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 had, I have a question that came to mind, Mac, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, um, go ahead. I, I just want to know from each of you, why does your power-up make the game more enjoyable? Why would I want to go with the boot or the, the, you know, the, fly, the flying thing or the Yoshi? Because I am not a Mario type of person, so appeal to me, the non-Mario player, why your power-up should make me care about the game. And I'm going to start with Zero. So, the Cape Feather appeals to Mario World because outside of it being the predominant, it's on the box art power-up. It's 
it allows you to if you can't really get a hold of the platforming or you're just having that difficult stage you can go back to a prior stage grab the cape feather get a good running start and there you go you get you're able to get past that difficult stage or just that one tricky section that you just couldn't get past prior chris so the reason i chose the boot is because kind of along the same line as the cape it allows you to enhance some of your platforming abilities, allows you to jump higher, uh, prevents you that if you miss your jump and you fall on spikes or you accidentally land on a spiked Goomba, it doesn't kill you. You can actually defeat that and still continue on with the game and still progress through the platforming like it was meant to be. Ciao. Um, the reason I chose Yoshi was because... When you're when you're using Yoshi, you you get that added, I guess, companion in a way. You get you get his extra abilities. You don't if you get hit like uh, Chris was saying, if you get hit by accidentally falling on a spike or something like that, if you're in a cape or something else, you lose that ability. And you're if you're a big Mario, you, you shrink back down to size. Or if you're small Mario, you just either lose that ability or you end up restarting that mission. Whereas if you're Yoshi, you kind of get that added feature. You can kind of suck in those things. All right. All right. Time's up. All right. Ryan, facts. Facts. The Goomba shoe was not really big, probably due to the fact that it, it, its debut game is not that well received. But um, Chris is right. It is very popular amongst Mario Maker. So it is making a comeback. It would be interesting to see if they try to incorporate it into more of the games. And then the Cape Feather, I just find to be so interesting because it is like they gave you a way to bypass the game. It's it's just a neat design because it's like, hey, wanting to just beat this game and not experience the full effect? Here's the Cape Feather. So <laughs> that was that's great. Yeah, but also the same argument can't be used for the Tanuki suit, the t- Tanuki tail. You could skip a lot of stuff. The P, True. the P. Yeah, well, I didn't look into the suit. I w- I just looked at the three that were being discussed. I understand. I understand. Yeah, they could. Would you have that- picked the suit, Mac? Is that what you're getting at? No, I wouldn't have picked the suit. I okay. actually would have. Picked- I'm not. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna talk about it at the end. Which cool. one is my favorites? Uh, uh, Ryan, who you thought won? Uh, I, I'm going to lean towards the Cape Feather. Just everything that was brought up with it, the ability to fly, I, I liked it a lot. Um, the the shoe was probably my second just because it, it's something that can protect you, but it just didn't appeal to me like the Cape Feather. Okay, okay, cool. Um... Uh... <laughs> Angie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is guys, we're actually still getting arguments. The arguments over people. <laughs> Me personally, I'm a Yoshi girl, so every time Yoshi comes up, I'm always gonna go for Yoshi. He's always been like my favorite uh like side character and I've always considered him the like a power up in the original game, so I'm going with Yoshi. This is the best episode. 
Twitter. We're getting <laughs> we're getting messages. <laughs> Golly, guys, only on Gamer Grudge, only on Gamer Grudge, people. <laughs> Alright, uh, yeah, okay, so y'all are split. Y'all, one's Yoshi, one's Kate Feather. Uh, oh, why can't y'all make it easy and agree on one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, okay. Uh, Zero, you said it's useful. So many, um, you know, so many, um, situations you can skip parts of the game within uh with the cape feather um arrogant against it why would you want to skip the game <laughs> why would you want to skip the game uh you know the and the thing that um your the closing minute argument you said it's on the box art awesome uh chrissy said it's you're able to step on spikes spike goombas um the plant you can jump higher um The power up form, uh, you know, the power up for the uh, game, you know, it gave it, you know, this is you're talking junk about the about the Kate Feather and how it. Why would you want to escape the escape the game where he literally just argued counter that with this is the same game that gave us the warp whistle, which I took to do account. Yep, yep, you're right. It was three warp whistles. Uh, uh. Cal, you said uh, you have you're, you're, you're better advantage. Um, he might get damage. Um, he's um, he's you know he's able to you know he's character. He's you know he close. He's you know you know he's close range and long range. Um, you know the arguments we already scattered. We, we said this is this is don't even it don't even pertain what it is. Um, it's Yoshi. We already said Yoshi is a power up, um, but the argument is, is Yoshi's a character. Um, you need to know the it, another argument against this is you need to get the other Yoshis, which are interesting. Um, you know, and you said it's a companion. <laughs> uh, uh, but okay, so good guy. Let me be honest. <laughs> Let me be honest here. All these are good answers. They're great answers. Uh, I respect all these answers above. Um, but um. If I had to eliminate one person, um, I'm going to have to eliminate, uh, God, this is tough. Y'all did not make it easy for me because these are all good arguments. I'm, I'm going to have to, I don't know. That's a good argument. Um, you know what? I'm going to get some hate for this. Ah, uh, because we need to get going. I'm gonna go with zero. I'm gonna zero. Uh I'm going with zero. Going with zero. I, I I'm sorry. It's final decision. I, I love Yoshi. Yoshi's a good answer. I, Yoshi's close second. It, it, these are all good answers. It's tough to pick one. But if I had to pick one, it's the cape feather. It, it, it's 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 something that's interesting. It's something that you can fly. Um, it also has a second ability. Something that he said in this argument. It has a second ability. It's something. It's not just one thing. It's a, a lot of things, and it does a lot of things for you. So I have to give it by by I have to give it to the cape feather. So the cape feather won this argument. So.
Uh, I'll feel sick. Uh, uh, Angie. Yes. Something in the chat. Let's see. Well, Zach says that he would choose the carrot from Super Mario Land 2 because you would get six golden coins, you get great air control without breaking the game. And Blue Sniper originally thought that the star power up would be a good one, but he agreed with Yoshi. Okay, cool. Um, I, I, I always call it the star power up PCP because personally that's what Mario does the whole time. Like, yeah, I don't agree with me, don't you? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah. Um, I know, I know. Like I said, I had I, and the the item I actually love, and it's not because I like it. I like the cape feather. I love the cape feather. And don't get me wrong, Chris. I actually had you pegged. You were like in the lead. Your argument was good, but he did say some things about your argument. Like, yeah, that it only do so much for your for that particular level. So I had to go with him. His goes throughout the game. Yours is just for just a gimmick. But I, I understand it. But ah, y'all made this hard. Um, also, I heard Zach say something. Uh, said something to you, Chris. Um, he said. Um, uh, he said, uh, I'm reading right now. He says, screw you, Chris. Mario 2 is a great game. But but you don't have to worry about it because uh, he's going to tell me, screw you, Mac. Um, I think Mario 2 is a terrible game. Yeah, uh, talk talk to me later, Zach. Um, you're not on the show. Next question! Woo-hoo! <laughs> uh, question number two. Um, let me get it up. Y'all are having too much fun with these messages. Uh, question number two. Uh, what is the saddest moment in gamer history? Um, so this time we're going to start with Chris, and then we're going to go down to Cal, and then it's going to go zero. Uh, all right, so let me get this. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. All right. What is your answer? So, not my, not my original answer, but I'm going to go with shooting Lee in the Walking Dead Telltale series, simply because. Not no, just give you an answer. That's oh, all. sorry. That's sorry. That's it. That's okay. That's okay. I understand you're getting passionate. Is this this is the part, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Shooting Lee. Shooting Lee. Cal. Uh. I just chose the um, saddest moment in gaming history is just mm, not not cross platform between all consoles. Oh, okay, cool. It's like that. I know. I'm sorry. It's a terrible picture, but it's all good. All right, cool. Um, zero. Saddest moment for me to choose was a bit meta outside of the game, outside of games, more real life. But it was the death of Satoru Iwata. All right, yeah, that was a great, a great man, a pioneer. All right, um, so Ron, are you ready? All right, Chris, you have three minutes to tell us why your answer is the best. Now, all right, so as far as saddest moment in gaming history, uh, this wasn't my first choice, but I'm I'm gonna go with this one because. It's it's not too often you play as a little girl in a game who finds a new father figure after her original parents died and you go through this entire game 
build this wonderful relationship between him and her. And then towards the end, you have to sit here and make the decision to either a kill him or just let him die on his own. Uh, when I played through this game, I chose the option to put him out of his misery, which I literally had to sit there for about 10 minutes and just watch the screen and shoot him because, and it, it's, it's just heartbreaking because I still have even look back at this moment in game. Like when I played the game and it's, it's just one of those, you, you build this relationship with someone and then you have to destroy them knowing full well that you have to live with the consequence of what you just did. I mean, the fact that it's like, I basically killed my, uh, replacement father with someone that she grew to love. So I, I can't really think of too many other situations in a game that would tear, tear your heart out like that. I mean, I, I honestly shed a tear, man. So. All right. Gotcha. <clears throat> Cal. All right. So I think one of the saddest moments in gamer history is just like not being able to not like not being able to play games cross platform between all systems. I mean, I have friends and I'm sure everybody else has friends that have different systems. I myself have a PlayStation 4, whereas I have a lot of friends that have Xboxes, people play on their computers, vice versa, where that kind of stimulates where we have to make a choice on whether we want to play with our friends or do we want to buy a system that we kind of want and not play with friends, kind of not play with your friends you know in real life and stuff like that. Um, they do have a couple games out now that you can cross-platform, but it's one game, and I mean, not everybody really likes one game or likes to play that game all the time, so to me it's a little upsetting because it kind of forces me to choose between what games I play, what system I buy, and stuff like that, whereas if everything was cross-compatible, it wouldn't have an issue. I could play with friends of old friends, people on Xbox, Wii, computer, whatever. Any game. So, I think it would just make it a lot easier. Okay. Zero. So, I chose the death of Satoru Iwata because of the fact that he has been with the gaming industry and us as gamers for a long time in his career, starting back in HAL Laboratories and working his way to the CEO of Nintendo until, uh, until his very untimely passing. Um, but within that time, he's, he has done like amazing work with games. And like Pokemon Gold, he managed to compress all the game data so far that he was able to get an entirely truncated version of Kanto in... Um, He's been executive producer for a lot of Nintendo's titles, and for a good while he was the face for the Nintendo Directs, and whenever something was not approved or liked by the fans of Nintendo, he stepped up to the plate and said, you know, I, I apologize, but please try to understand that we're, that this is really the best that we could do. We will try to fix it, 
but it, it'll take some time. And that takes great character, and losing him has probably made many people cry world, the world round. Alright. Alright, cool. Um, so, we are now, now guys, we have now come to the part where we may name, kill, and destroy the people arguments. That means crushing and destroying and literally burying their arguments. Burying. Burying. I want to bury these arguments. Okay. So when I ring the bell, um, you may um, you may start doing what I said. That means destroying their arguments. <laughs> well, I mean that's like, uh, well, we got Gary, so whatever. All right, ring the bell. Ring the bell. So saddest moments. I'm sorry. Cross platform play is not all that lit high on a list of very sad moments. That I'm going comes- to agree with you on that one simply because we are starting to cross the platform lines. You already have Fortnite and Rocket League, two of the most popular games out there right now. Uh, and then the fact that like Minecraft has cross-platform support for some stuff. I mean, Xbox, Switch, PC, and mobile, you can play all together on Minecraft. Uh, uh, you're, you're able to get Xbox Live on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I mean, th- those lines are being crossed finally. Granted, it, for so many years, it has been a burden. But, I mean, we, we are finally getting to that point where that's kind of a, mute, a moot point anymore. So, I mean, I'll, I'll agree. Like, if this was five, six years ago, I, I would have definitely kind of started to agree with you. I do have to agree with you to a certain extent, but we're not at that point where everybody's on the ball nobody it's getting to that point but it could take another five years it could take another 10 years before everybody finally turns around and goes yeah okay let's finally let's finally cross platform let's finally do this all but but at the same time when you look at gaming as an industry it's less than late 1970s when home console first started we didn't even have online capability until well, major online capability until around the Dreamcast era. Mm. But so actually, I mean, actually, I'm gonna say that the Genesis actually had major online capability, but that was only in Japan. Well, actually, the Nintendo had major online capability in Japan as well. But they also had the Satellaview. Oh God, yeah, the Satellaview. Um, anyway, but as as far as uh, the death of Utani, to me, grant, granted, it was a heartbreaking moment. But can you really tell me that the death of someone like him, it overlaps the fact that a little girl would have to kill her father? Um, actually, I'd say, I'd say it'd be well along the same lines because with how, he, with how Iwata treated us as consumers, he but, was effectively the Santa Claus of gaming. Understandable, but he was, he was getting older and it's understandable, people die. But the fact that you would have to put a gun in a hand of a little girl and say, kill your father figure. I mean, that's a hard argument. Granted, like, Iwatani, like, that, that affected me. But as far as an emotional attachment, watching a little girl have to kill her assumed, like, the father figure that she put there, 
to me, that's a lot more heartbreaking. Now, this might also be because of the fact that I haven't exactly played um, the uh, Telltale Walking Dead uh, series. So I don't exactly have that attachment, but on the same token, there are many other games where you have asked people younger than you to kill a beloved family member. I, I like Fable in order to like in order to to be to get. The best, the best sword before you know lost chapters brought in the tier of Avo. Uh, you had to kill your little sister, We're, and yeah, this played off like there's no emotional attachment to that at all. Yeah, but this this little girl had already lost her mother and father, which she found out about, and then you have to sit here, play through this whole game, build this relationship, and then, like I said, now you have to murder him or walk away from him and let him suffer. And when, with my table example, the main character and his sister also lost their parents. Oh, I know. And it, it's moments like that, though, to me, that truly make emotional ties to games. I mean, I, I played through Fable. That one didn't affect me as much as this one. The only other game that really affected me was the death of Joel's daughter in Last of Us. I mean, to me, that was having two kids myself, like that was heartbreaking. So I, I can't even imagine what I'd have to put my kids through if I said, I need you to kill me. Anyway, so, I assume that's time. We like to give you a chance to maybe put one last jab in, but yeah, yeah that uh, was right around yeah, time. Yeah, that was right on. Yeah, it was getting there. Like y'all are jabbing, but y'all just like y'all just just like punching like ugh, ugh. Okay, uh, see, I got one. Uh, you got a question? Uh oh. <laughs> she don't got one. You don't got one. No, I don't. <laughs> what about you? What about you, Ryan? Um. Uh, not, not really. I was just, I was. No, I'm no Mac. If you've got one, go for it. All right, cool. All right, uh, I got one question. One question only. Um, I want to know, uh, what did? Okay, now we got diff and we got uh certain things and there's something wrong with it. But uh, what did the what what? How did it affect the person, the gaming world? How? Would this affect the gaming world? You know, with even in something that happens, the saddest moment, there's also light. So, what is the light at the end of the tunnel with each of these situations? Oh God, that's a bad question. Well, no, I, you, I don't think you need to include the light at the end of the tunnel. Just you know, wrap up of why this moment affects gaming as a whole. Yeah, that would because the light at the end of the tunnel for a man dying is kind of difficult. Yeah, that is kind of difficult. Wish I didn't brought that in. But yeah, what 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 what's the resolution? I want to know what 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 did that? How did it? How hard did it affect the game world? That's better. Okay. So Chris, how 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 hard did it affect the um, gaming world? As far as the gaming world as a whole, with the people that played through the Telltale games, you got to see the basis 
of Clementine's character really develop and watch her grow to be basically the badass that she would become later in the series. So it was one of those focal points that really defined and built her character and allowed her to just kind of progress through her journey. But there's still so many ties that she has back in fond memories. Okay, cool. Cal. Uh, I guess as far as the gaming world, it kind of forces kids and people to make decisions they might not want to based on friends like if they have if somebody for example might want a playstation but they have a lot of friends that have an xbox their decision might get persuaded in buying an xbox just because that's what all their friends have or vice versa for example all right zero so how it affect the world of gaming for satoru's death is that it caused many people, like I said in my opening argument, many people world round to really shed tears and start, you know, and literally send a bunch of condolences to Satoru's personal family. Not, not only that, but it caused a very wide ripple effect in the, in the notion that it's like he just had this touch with every game that he created that made it just a hundred times better, but just by being involved. All right, Ryan, you got any facts? Yes, I do. Um, somber fact. Um, he passed away at 55. In the country of Japan, life expectancy is 89. So, yes, people die, but that is really young. Like, 55 is not normal age for Everybody, especially in that, especially in his home country. So it just didn't feel right to me you know, to think, well, yeah, his his death was it. It wasn't expected. I believe he got sick. That was what I was trying to find. Um, uh, yeah, he had a tumor, and it's just one of those things that's really sad. Um, I the question was really interesting because you had three answers that. One answer was strictly within gameplay. One was in the state of gaming, and the other was about somebody who was an icon within the industry. Right. So you had different angles to it. I personally, if I was going this route, I would have picked um, Dom having to kill his wife in Gears 2, but that was because that was a big game for me mm -hmm. that I loved. And doing that, like even though you know she's going to be in terrible shape, you don't, you aren't ready for that moment when he has to be the one to kill her. So... Great different answers, which is what I love to see. Not everybody's taking the same route. Everybody went a different route. Right. I mean, I would have chosen Aerith, but that's an easy answer. Uh, Angie, so I, Angie, who you thought won? I think that uh, Chris got that one because that... I have a very long history with that game series, and that scene still hits me pretty hard in the in the, my gamer's soul. So I'm gonna have to go with that one. Although I do love Nintendo, and that death hit me hard too. But just with how much time I spent in the Walking Dead series, I'm gonna have to go with that one. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um, Ryan. 
Can't hear you. Yeah. I'm actually um, going to go for um, Sotaro's death um, because I think when you think about the impact that he had, the era in which he was at Nintendo, the things he implemented were groundbreaking that helped the gaming industry. Um, it, it just in the hard thing about any game death specific, whether it be Gears or Walking Dead series or Final Fantasy, if the game didn't click with you, you're not going to care. While that was a literal person who died. And then with the crossplay thing, while it is frustrating for consumers, the online market has only been viable for about 12, 13 years. We're not, so we're getting there. It's just a matter of certain companies, Sony, <laughs> not wanting to really cooperate. Sony is holding it up. Exactly. Sony. Yeah. <clears throat> Sony. Okay, uh, so you heard that, Sony. Okay. Um, yeah. Dang it! This is this is all this is all hard, um, very very hard to do. Um, uh, Chris, you said it's um, it's too, it's not too often that you have a little girl put in a situation where she got to have a choice of killing or you know killing a man that was basically her own father. Um, you the thing is that you said it was it was basically um, it, you know changed the dynamic on Clementine. Um, it changed her dynamics. Um, something interesting. Uh, Cal, you say not be able to play crossover systems with your friends. Um, you might have to make tough choices. I agree. That that's something hard. I, I agree. I, I have friends, and certain people have. They have a certain system. It's very very tough. Um, you know. It, you know. The argument against it was, you know, they're starting cross platform it, but you countered that and said something about. Oh yeah, but there, there, it's still not to the point where it is today. You know, we still got one, one situation which Ryan I've deliberately said <clears throat> Sony um, every time. Um, and you said, you know, it's like I said, it's making people choose, make it the tough choice. Uh, Zero, you said it's been. Um, he's been with the gaming community for years. He's resourceful. Uh, he's resourceful for you know he's resourceful of. The games that you come to, he's the, he, you know, he's the face of Nintendo. I disagree. I think Gary's the face of Nintendo, but then again, I, I, I I'm just playing on him. Uh, uh, so, uh, the argument against it, uh, you know, it, you know, you know, argument against it, I'm just gonna go into the voice of Dr. Evil. Um, people die! You know, it, it happens. It, it, it sucks. I understand. Uh, you know, it, you know, people gave him condolences, and that was something against it. So, like I said, all three of these great answers, like like the last round. First round was a little bit fuzzy. Good God, y'all making this hard for me. This is the hardest judging I ever had to do on Gamer Grudge history. Um, first two rounds, uh, so split. Uh, but for this, um, I'm. I'm just gonna go. I, I'm not gonna eliminate nobody because these are all three good answers and all great arguments. But the thing about it is, and I'm going. I'm the here's the reason I'm going with Chris um, over the rest of. It. I know it's a dying man, but every argument that y'all put against Chris, he countered it. He had an answer. I was I, every time I went to go write something, he like, no, is this, is this? It puts you through the situation. 
I was like, okay, what about this? Nope, nope, nope. Cut it off every time. Every time you attacked him, he shielded the thing. Like, he has, like, this big old shield, and you just kept throwing it at him. And like I said, you can look at my notes right now. You had nothing. You couldn't do nothing. You couldn't attack him. So y'all, y'all were y'all were trying to. I, I understand y'all y'all did, and I'll admit you did. But the fact that you did it, and then immediately as soon as I put my pen over there, pen the paper, he immediately shielded it and got it off of there. So with this, I got to go, with Chris. So Chris, you got two points. So good, good round, people. Good, good round. Good, good round. Round of applause. That was a good round. Um, um. Angie, what they're saying in the chat. All right. Well, there was a few things. There were some jokes about the saddest moment was Yoshi not winning the best power up. But <laughs> they said in all seriousness, um, Zach brought up that saddest one of his saddest moments is when the power goes out while you're trying to save your game. <laughs> oh, that's a, um, that's and then tough. Blue Sniper says he thinks that either finishing the boss in Metal Gear Solid 3 or the ending of the first Red Dead Redemption would be... Mm-hmm. Some of the saddest moments. Well, my, my argument is Red Dead Redemption is you actually get redemption because you you go years later and the sun kills them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so I'll see. I'll add the auto save corruption. That would be yes. a good one. Yeah. Because you think you're okay, and then you try to reload, and it's like. No. And then Zach also brought up the end of Silent Hill Two with. Like he said that that ending hit him a lot harder. Right, right, right. All right. Well, let's go to question four, guys. Y'all, Cal, you're delivering. No, don't, don't, don't be downing yourself. You're delivering. You're doing good. You're delivering. You, you just, they just coming up with better arguments and they're they're coming at you. So you're doing good, buddy. You're not making y'all. You three are not making this easy. I put it like that. You're not making this easy. So. I just want to put that out there. All all of y'all are easily good fighters. I think Ryan is actually kind of scared. <laughs> uh, so, to question number three, number four, the final question of the night before the PvP. Uh, so, guys, um, they're planning on doing Indiana Jones with uh, Harrison Ford. Um, I don't know why. Um, they need to stop this. Let that man retire and go on the blazing saddle of glory and all that. But anyway, with that, guys, guys we want you to replace Indiana Jones with a gang character. Um, and this time we're going to go with the way we began it. It's going to be Cal, Chris, and Zero. So, uh, mind you, I made some pictures. So get ready for this. Um, so, Cal, what is your answer? Uh, I chose to recast Indiana Jones as Rick Sanchez. Oh, uh, like this? Exactly like that. Okay, okay, cool, cool. I just want to make sure. Okay, like Rick Sanchez. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Guys, look at it. It's Rick Sanchez. Yes. Anyway, uh, Chris? I can't hear you, man. You're muted. Yep, sorry. Got stuck on there. Uh, I went with Pitfall Harry. Okay, there you go. That's the person you're looking at? That's the later one from the... 32x game. Ah, okay, cool. Well, that's a good one I got. Uh, so, Pitfall Harry. Zero. Uh, I recast Indiana Jones with Knuckles the Echidna. Okay, cool. Here we go. <laughs> Look at it, guys. Look at it! 
<laughs> okay, Cal, you have um Cal, um you have time. Brian, you ready? All right, when I ring the bell, you may start. I'm gonna ring the bell. Tell me why your character should be your number one, the the replacement. All right. Well, the reason I chose Rick Sanchez was because, like Indiana Jones, Rick goes on adventures. He likes to. He has he has people that are with him. He has Morty. Uh, Indiana Jones has his um, companions with him along his journeys. Um, like Indiana Jones, Rick and Indiana Jones like to end up screwing up their missions or screwing up their adventures somehow, one form or a way. Um, uh, they both end up causing more, I guess, more um, more alternative problems for them within their own mission, uh, against their own mission. Uh, they're both able to overcome pretty much any problem that they can see. They get their hands out. Um, they can pretty much come home safely and soundly at the end of every adventure. And I, that's the reason why I chose Rick as Indiana Jones. Okay. Chris. So I chose Pitfall Harry from the original Atari 2600 simply because, A, the character is based off of Indiana Jones. Uh, David Crane has openly said that part of his inspiration was Indiana Jones and crossing him with Tarzan. I mean, the guy swings from vines, battles alligators, snakes, scorpions. Uh, he's on a quest for treasure, goes through adventures. Uh, he's been on multiple platforms. You have the original Atari 2600, the 5200, uh, Sega 32X, even though that was a terrible system. Uh it's, it's just one of those characters that's been kind of iconic in adventure games since the early 80s. So, I mean, why not cross him over to movies? Okay. So why not cross over to movies? All right, Zero. So I chose Knuckles because he's effectively the... Sonic version of Indy himself and the fact that he does have an innate, an innate sense for treasure hunting despite his job as the Guardian of the Master Emerald. Whenever he's called on to help locate something, Sonic, Tails, and all of them are usually going to him to point them in the right direction from where he... like Because he can sense chaos energy. For some odd reason, he's able to sense key locations. Um, so... He's already got the treasure hunting down. He already goes on adventures with people close to him that can help him through a tight bind. About the only thing he probably doesn't do is wield a, wield a gun, but that's reserved for a later edge hog. Okay. All right. Ron, are you ready? All right, I'm going to ring the bell. You may go at it, and I'm not going to save any time because we're trying to get this done quickly. Fight! So nobody wants to start? I'll go <laughs> ahead and go. For me, I'm, I'm going I'm to knock down Knuckles real quick simply because, A, look at the disaster that Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, is turning out to be. 
I mean, that is the biggest joke I've ever seen for a movie poster. And okay, honestly, well, that's, that's Sonic, not Knuckles. Understandable. But in the Sonic universe, Knuckles is more of a side character. And honestly, if Knuckles is going to be cast as anybody in Indiana Jones, he'd be short round from Temple of Doom. Um, I'm so, sorry, but herein lies the problem with your argument and the fact that Knuckles himself also has times where he's not with Sonic, he's not with Tails, and sure, maybe his only game to be in a lead was Knuckles Chaotix on the 32X, which was yeah. probably the only good game on the 32X. But Ooh, I'll fight you on that one. But the main deal with him is is that he's still the one they call on to locate anything, like any treasures that they need that are within the world that they just can't find. Take Sonic Adventure 2. He's literally, they call on him to locate keys in the Eggman's base so they can get right in. Sonic even says, I'm counting on you, Knuckles. They trust no one else. I mean... To, to me, he's always been more of a side character. Uh, and as far as... Um, oh, God. I, I just drew a blank. On, I'm, I'm sorry. Rick Sanchez. Yeah. Rick Sanchez, funny character. Um, as far as... Like, he can get himself out of ridiculous situations by pure luck. I mean, granted, no, I don't think granted, it has to do with pure luck. It, he, is, he is considered to be one of the most intelligent people in the universe. So I don't really see how that would be luck. I mean, I mean, well, if you watch some of the episodes, there are times where it's pretty luck-based. Even, But granted, some of the situations that Indiana Jones gets out of are kind of lucky as well. I, I do give props to Rick Sanchez. I do love alcohol as well. <laughs> but to, to me, overall, he doesn't have that flair or charismatic like mojo about him i mean knuckles is the same way there's there isn't that flair i mean you look at pitfall harry the the guy was literally based off of indiana jones right he might not he might not have a huge flair that indiana jones does but rick does have his huge ego he does he doesn't really care about any consequences that happens he goes at it full force kind of like indiana jones they just they go at it they deal with these consequences as is, as it comes. It's, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that fact. It's just to me, he, he, he comes off as more of a joke when you're trying to find somebody who you want to put in that charismatic role, somebody that's going to look death in the eye and just be like, yeah, so what? What do you got? Whereas uh, Rick Sanchez would just down an alcoholic beverage and be like, well, I guess we'll figure something out. Oh, and um, you're saying that Knuck my boy Knuckles doesn't look death in the eye? Because, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, I've, with every adventure he's been on, there have been many times where he has stared death in the face and just straight up knocked it the F out. Except the fact that he was turned into one of the most ridiculous memes I've ever seen in my life. Well, I mean, even you if can't he, deny he, that fact. Depends. I mean, what you're you talking about the the Uganda knuckles. I mean, the fact that basically the whole world turned him into a joke. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the Sonic the Hedgehog universe. Uh, I've talked with a couple of the people that have voiced the characters, but to me, in if you're going to recast him as Indiana Jones, I, I'd take Rick Sanchez over Knuckles. But with, I mean, uh, I'm with with Pitfall Harry. I'm sorry. There's no just because he's designed based based off Indiana Jones. He has no personality when he start, when he came into the game. But again, the, he he does his job. He goes around fights so does Knuckles. Every, fights everything literally in the same settings that Indiana Jones does. And I mean, so does Knuckles. They all get their job done. The the, the fact though that we haven't really had an argument against it. Uh, oh, darn it. Okay, okay, cool. Cool, I, I wasn't losing my mind. Okay, uh, good fight, good fight, good fight. Uh, uh, so, uh, this is a good fight. Uh, question I want to ask. Um, Andrew, you got a question? Kind of. I don't know if it'll be a good question, though. So, if you don't like it, then we can do your question. All right, go ahead. But my question was... Um, for your characters as recasted as Indiana Jones, which movie do you think would be best suited for their release? Oh, so it's basically like a re-release. Yeah. Oh, Ron, Ron give it two thumbs up. I like y that. Yeah, no, let's, I want to see, you got, I want you guys to argue your character in each of these movies. I love yeah. that question. Yeah, I love that answer. I absolutely yeah. will. And I, I want to hear this. That's actually a good one. Okay, Cal. Which film will you pick and why? Uh, this might be a little difficult as I haven't watched them in a while. So, um, I guess I would have to go with... The only one that's bringing to mind to me is Temple of Doom. Oh. That's the one I was thinking. Oh, man, I'm so happy. <laughs> Oh crap! Oh crap! That would be awesome. Oh uh, man. Okay, Temple of Doom. Is it? Do I have to say obviously why, or is it? Is it that obvious why you picked it? Who me? Yeah, yeah. Why and why? I honestly, that's honestly that's the only movie that's really coming to the top of my head right now. It's like it. I I couldn't tell you any other answer. Okay, cool. Well, I, I understand. All right. Good God, that's a that's a good one, um, Chris. Uh, I'm gonna go with Raiders of the Lost Ark because honestly, you can't mess with perfection. I mean, Raiders to me was the best movie, followed up by Last Crusade because I mean, Last Crusade simply that movie was saved by Sean Connery alone. But when you when you look at an original character, you go with what made them famous. Okay, all right, cool. Okay, Raiders. Um... I'm gonna mail that to the marks. Okay, uh, zero. <laughs> well, for me, it was a toss-up between Raiders of the Lost Ark or Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But since Raiders has now been taken, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull kind of plays with in the knuckles because he's also the more combat-oriented of Sonic crew, Sonic's crew, and there there was more combat in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull than. Perhaps every other Indiana Jones film, All right. like even more than Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, cool. Right. 
I, I like that. Um, um, I, I can. So I guess we're gonna get like a young looking nickel. Um, so we're gonna get like a kid knuckles. Um, playing Mutt Williams, or you're just gonna kill him off. <laughs> That's messed. <laughs> name, n- name him Nichols. Nichols. <laughs> All right, um, Ryan, do you have any facts? There are no facts other than I don't know what movie was being spoken about with Knuckles. That movie has been wiped from my brain, so... I, I actually... Uh, can the Crystal Skull? Um, yeah, that thing. I don't remember watching that. I've blocked that memory out from Yeah, me. you want to know something? That actually might be better than any film that we probably got. But I'm just saying, because I hated King of the Crystal Skull. Um, no, um, all the facts were pretty good on everybody's part. I had a great time just... Hearing everybody throw in their lobs, which was nice. Right. Everybody participated. And that was good. Um, I am leaning towards. I was leaning towards Rick Sanchez, mm-hmm. but then Rick is the one that makes the most interesting movie, in my opinion. That's the that actually I, I would enjoy. So I'm going to go to Rick Sanchez, even though. I, I wish I would have heard a little bit more in the closing argument about why Temple of Doom and Rick would be great. Cause right, that... right. Okay, so Rick Sanchez is who I'm leaning towards. All right, cool. Uh, Angie? I'm going to have to agree with Rick Sanchez. I was leaning towards Knuckles for a little bit, but I would really like to see like a Rick Sanchez version of Temple of Doom. Right. Uh, let's go with the arguments. I'm going to go quick. Uh, Cal, um, you said he goes on his own adventures. He's more, uh, he, he can adapt. Um, he's a, you know, he can adapt to what he's doing. Um, he's mostly, he, he's the most, he's the most intelligent of the characters. He's, you know, he's funny, but he has no mojo. Uh, you said Temple of Doom, which I like. Um, I'm going to talk about that later. Uh, the character is, um, you said, Chris, you said the character is based off of Indiana Jones, so he's iconic. Um, you know, he may not have that flair and probably no personality. Um, you chose Raiders. Uh, Zero, you said can he can um, he can find treasure. He he's the most trusted character. Um, you know, Uganda knuckles. Yeah, that hurts you a lot. <laughs> Uganda knuckles, and um, you chose King of the Crystal Skull. Click click click. Fucking Uganda knuckles. Oh god, that was the worst. That was the worst, terrible, best meme ever. Oh, crap. So, uh, it, it, I got to take out Zero for this one, and it came down between Chris and Cal. Um, for me, it feels like y'all were arguing, and y'all couldn't damage, so it came down to the movies. And uh, Raiders, I sort of picture it, but it's just this, if it sounds like Indiana Jones, it's just basically Raiders all over again. Where I'm just seeing Temple of Doom. I, I can see Rick Sanchez just just going, just sipping, just getting that suit, sitting in that suit, drinking hit, drinking a flask, and sitting there saying, "Shut up, shut up, shut up." This is not going to be a situation where we're going to go through here. I, I, I just mind blown. 
I, I see the movie. I, I see the movie. Like I can see him telling Willie to shut up, and literally somehow short round get killed, and he does it like whatever. No, short rounds Morty. That's what. That's <laughs> why it's great. No. Yeah. Yeah. Brown is Morty, and Rick is just mocking like the Kalima thing because he doesn't, you know, he he has this whole beef with God. That's why it would be so, <laughs> so fucking they, funny. Yeah, yeah. Like but, I can literally just say it, like told him Kalima, Kalima. <laughs> now, now zero. If you would have went with uh, Last Crusade, you could have tied in Knuckles' ability to find treasure for picking the right cup. That's why I was waiting. I'm like, if you didn't said the last crusade, I would have went towards Knuckles. Yeah, yeah, it would have been like, yeah, it would have been like, he said, that's a cup of a carpenter. His, how do you know? I saw a lot on the dirt. Okay, yeah. uh, but, but for this, yeah, I, I got to go. Yeah, Cal, you, you you tied it up. Congrats, man. So you got a point. Tied up with zero. And you got me to do something that I pray, I hoped I never had to do. We're in a tie. So, uh, Chris, you're going to the final round, the PvP round, but we must settle a situation. So, um, so like I said, we have two situations. We have uh, we have quick bait and grudge quiz. Um, so, quick, as you know, quick bait is just me giving you a question. You have one minute to de- debate it, and. Um, Grudge quiz is just a question, and you just the first one to get it will be the answer. So, um, Angie, I'm gonna let you. So, Chris, seeing seeing that you are going to the PvP round, I want to know which one you're gonna choose. Which one you want these two, two your competitors to play in? Um, honestly, I think they're both good competitors. I'm I'm gonna leave it up to you because you run the show. Oh, dang it. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna go with quick bait. So, um, real quick bait. I don't have a, I don't have the screen up yet, but we'll have it ready. Uh, quick bait. It's right here. Uh, quick bait. Man. I... So the first person to get the answer right advances, right, Mac? Nah, quick bait is more so just like a thirty-second. Okay, thirty seconds. 30 okay, block. cool. All right, all right. So the question is, uh question I have to ask you, and there are no, this is basically like a PvP round, but I'm in charge here. Uh, but I'm going to give you a question. Um, and you only, you only got a few minutes to go quick with this. Um, question is best Final Fantasy character. So announce your answers, and then there will be the quick debate. So first to yeah, say something. Quick, first to say something, get the first word. I'm going to go with Cloud. Okay, we got a Cloud. We got a Cloud. Cal? I don't play Final Fantasy, so I have no idea. <laughs> um, Mac, would you call that a forfeit? You want me to go ahead? Do you, do you want to call it a forfeit? I, I think if he... I think I, I would hate to say that, but yeah, if you can't think of a character, that that's the fair thing. Okay. Um, well, I guess we got a forfeit. I'm sorry, Cal. Um, I, I apologize, man. We we were you got here, but you you did well, man. We had a forfeit, but Cal, you you made you you almost did it. You did a good job. Um, we're we're gonna um, but you don't don't go nowhere. You're gonna get you're gonna get your revenge against these guys because you're gonna be a judge in this round. 
So, okay. you know. All right, guys. Um, so let's go to the um. We're going to the PVP round. All right, in the PVP round, each player will be given a question. Um, a question and um be giving a had to give the answer and after you get the answer you will be given the question the player with the most points that is um chris will have to have the choice between me um to have a choice to test to pick be the first pick or the first person the first person to get the question or the first person to present their pick or the second person to get their pick or pick the person from the audience that's me that's me angie or ryan um, so, uh, Chris, you are, you are, there's, so in this one, you cannot pick, you must pick. So what you want to do, you want to go first, you want to go second, or do you want to pick one of the people to give you the question? Um, I'm going to go ahead and, so I, I have the choice of going first or second or pick mm-hmm. someone from the panel. All right. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go second. Okay, cool. Zero. Who do you pick? Um, Remember, it's me, Ron, or Angie. Yep, yep. You know, I I picked you last time, Mac, and that screwed me over. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna go with Ryan. Oh, Ryan! Ryan knows how to. Okay. Um. So. Remember, give them the yeah. question first, and then they get given the um. Wait, no, I thought I asked them to pick some, but pick something yeah. first, and then the question, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. All right, guys, pick any villain in a game. Any villain in a game. I'm gonna go King Carol. Joseph's. Oh, is it? We both pick one. Yeah. yeah. Joseph Seed from Far Cry Five. Okay. And now, give me a game. Now, give me your best pitch for a game where you're playing as the villain. Ooh, good question. Yeah. All right. You have one minute. Well, is it one minute? I think it was two minutes, right? One minute. Two, and then rebut for a one. minute. Yeah. So. Chris elected to go second, so Ghost, you will have to pitch me first. All right, when I ring the bell, you may go. So, make a game where you're going to be playing as King K. Rule. It would be one where it'd almost be like you're setting up everything against the DK crew to completely and utterly fail. Either that, or you're deciding, you know what? Enough of these Kongs. Let me go take take over another place where I can have, like, incompetent offense, like, incompetent people that are against me. Thus, I'm able to completely wipe them off the board because I have all this intellect up here. I should be using it. Chris? I would choose any game where I could basically develop I, I, I would literally basically play the opposite of Far Cry 5 where I would play as Joseph Seed but I would be developing my cult and building up the world around me and trying to convince everybody why they should join me and then fighting back against the people who eventually 
will lose to me in dominating the world. So. Alright. You get one minute against each other, a one minute rebuttal. No. There will be no. The, first, the other person cannot involve himself. This is just a one minute rebuttal. This is the reason why we let them pick first. So, zero. Tell us why this answer sucks. Chris, I am terribly sorry, but the fact that you actually have to develop your cult to begin with is one of those things that it's like, if you can't convince enough people to your side, you're not going to be getting anywhere. You're just going to be floundering in the water, and then the people who you're going to be fighting against can come in and easily curb stop you. Whereas, like, having people that are already on your side, that are part of your army, are going to be much more loyal and much more Chris? I think my game would be a better choice simply because I, as much as I like King K. Rule and everything, I don't really care for that platforming style of game. To me, the Donkey Kong series has kind of played itself out. It's gotten kind of boring over the years. Whereas games where you can spend lots of hours developing and building a world to your liking and being able to push things through is a lot more fun to me. All right. Ryan, is your question. Get to go first. So I dug the idea for K-Rule in your opening pitch where you're trying to... You're using your intellect now. You're trying to stop these freaking tongs. But I liked the idea of playing as Joseph Seed. And, you know, part of the game would be convincing people to join your cult, build your base up. I'm leaning towards that. I just see that as something different. We ha Especially in the Far Cry, you're always playing as the, the person trying to get out. So... To be the person trying to create this awful situation would be something really interesting for Far Cry. I'm going to lean toward the succeed. Cal. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Chris's idea as well, just on the fact that I think it would be a little bit more enjoyable to me just to be able to kind of build my own army, build my base, get to develop it all, plan it all, have it my way, do it exactly how I want it, and then proceed as I like. Angie, I think so, because I was going for uh, Chris's choice also. Because I do believe that that would be a really interesting game to try and build your own community, to build your own basically cult and then try and you know basically start the Far Cry 5 game well, we got um, we got three votes my vote doesn't matter when it gets three votes it doesn't matter so that um, I would have went I'm not gonna lie I probably would have went with zero but hey I'm over I'm overtaking with votes so that means Chris you are the winner of this episode of Gamer Grove! Thank you. Yeah, uh, but, uh, so, uh, Chris, 
you now move on to the semifinals, which will be on um, you will face uh, face up against Boss, um, which will be on April April first. April first, which we'll, we'll we'll have that episode. So that's the episode we're gonna have same time. Cool. All right. So um, once once we get, you will know who you're gonna fight. Um, so the person you will be fighting, um, the third chair will be noticed. Will be on um March fourth, March fourth. But uh, well, but before we go, before we do that, um, we gotta go get some quick plugs. Uh, uh. So first, I'm gonna go with Cal. Cal, what you got to plug? You did a heck of a job, man. Um, we gotta have you back for season five, man. Heck of a job. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So you like? Um, also, you would like to come back on? Yeah, I would like to come back on. I would, oh. I would like it. Get my chance of redemption here. Being a first timer, not really expecting what I was up against or anything. So now that well, I got. Well, to be honest, with this being your first time, this is the toughest job I ever had to judge because y'all were at super. It came literally down to the wire all through every every question, down to the wire. Makes me feel a little better because I've never done this, so I would definitely be more than happy to be back on this and a little bit more experience. So, be better. Okay, cool. Well, we love to have you back on, buddy. All right, I got you, Zero. Um, and next is up to Zero. Uh, so, uh, what you got to pull up, buddy? And like I said, you were another good fighter. Um, we, you know, we're getting you back for season five. Well, uh, it'll be my, it'll be an honor to come back. Um, because <laughs> now I have two matches to redeem. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that because they don't know. <laughs> anyway, um. But for plugs, you can. I still haven't gotten uh, the setup proper, but you know, once it is, you can find me streaming on uh, Twitch.tv slash Crimson Shooter or streaming with my wife at Twitch.tv slash Wolf Shadow Six. Um, and then when I, if I get uh, good enough and get some good clips from my streams, I'll probably pop them on my YouTube. Uh, uh, Condemned Crimson. All right. Cool. Cool. We'll, we'll make sure we'll um we'll make sure we get that we got we'll make sure we'll get that plugged into the um links um also say hi to your your I know your wife says hi hi wolf <laughs> oh there she is uh, and and the champ for the day and the champ of the day Chris. Chris, you, you did a phenomenal job. We can't wait to get you back. Uh, what you got to pull, buddy? Uh, well, first off, I want to say thanks to you guys. I mean, this was a lot of fun. Uh, man, you guys both kind of put me through the ringer on this, so I want to say thanks to both of you. Um, as far as plugs go, uh, I'm actually part of a podcast called The Gaming Outsider. Uh, you can find us basically anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We also have... Uh, a YouTube channel. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, kind of check us out because we got a lot going on this year. Uh, there's three of us. We're actually going to E3 as press, so we'll be out there. So, right. um, like I said, I can't wait to come back and talk with you guys some more. All right, cool. I, I want to come on your podcast sometime. I guess everybody here would um, want to come on your podcast sometime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, be honor. Uh, 
So, uh, let's go with Angie. Angie, good job. You did a good job today. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, what, I forgot to ask in the last round because I was speeding it up. Uh, what they said mm. on the last fight. They were saying, well, Zach was saying, tell Mac he's wrong and he's always wrong. <laughs> this is what I had to say to Zach. <laughs> yeah, Zach knew um, that was coming. <laughs> and Blue Sniper had suggested for the Indiana Jones one to replace him as Trevor Phillips because as a gamer, we all know sometimes chaos is beautiful. <laughs> of course, of course. Just picturing Trevor Phillips with the Indiana Jones hat and like, <laughs> oh man. Oh, man. Yeah, that yeah. needs to happen. Yeah, that needs to happen really bad. And yeah, also but- for Kyle, we had some fans for you on the Twitch and they were really rooting for you and they are sad to see you not be part of the finals, but they're hoping to see you back in season five. Oh, we're, we're definitely going to get them back on season five. Don't worry about that. And we got Twitch fans? Oh my God! <laughs> We're going big, people. We're going big or going home on Twitch. All right. Um, and last but not least, um, oh, 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 Andrew, you got anything to plug? Um, you can find me on Mixer as Angelic Sin. I'm also on YouTube, and I'm on Twitch every once in a while, but I'm more often on Mixer and YouTube. All right, cool. And um, we'll have you back. Um, we'll we'll have her back not on next week's episode, but the other episode because next week is shut. Uh. But uh, good job. Um, can't wait to have you back. And Shai, hope you're feeling better. I, I know you got a flu. I'm sorry about that. Hope, are you feeling better? Um, and last but not least, the champ, Ryan. Got that belt, buddy? Yeah, the belt is safe and secure. Um, it is protected by a keyblade, which if anybody wants to talk to me about that third game, I just finished all of my playing with it. I'm a little bummed, I'm not going to lie, but it is what it is. Can't right. change it. Right. Um, but don't worry, the belt is safe. Um, I've got a couple things in the pipes that I need to figure out where I'm going to put. I fi- you know, I've recorded a couple things that I just I don't know where to upload it. I don't want to upload it on YouTube because I have my issues with YouTube, but I probably will just end up putting it there. Um I cannot wait to have a shot at Chris because I've got a feeling Chris will win again and try to take the belt for me. But I am ready to protect it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Did any of these guys scare you? um, No. The fun thing about being a fact checker is the whole time I'm thinking how would I combat their arguments and... It's that's what's fun about it. I get all this info on these guys while I'm doing it. So right, right, right. Um, also, um, if you uh, um, so well, oh, Chris, what you wanted to say? I was gonna say, bring it on. Oh, oh! oh! <laughs> I, I also um, uh, well, um, uh, guys, well, I'm gonna be the last one. So guys, um, you don't know me. I'm Matt Pole, aka the Book Fan. Um, I'm the owner and founder of the Gang Fixers um, Network and founder of Gang G of One Studios on the um, um, iTunes. This will be on. Um, so if you listen to us on iTunes, go subscribe to the Gang Fixers and go subscribe to G of One Podcast, G of One um, Studios. Uh, this is a fun episode. I had a fun time watching this. Um, if you're on Twitch, thank you for watching. We love you. We love you. Um, so subscribe here and then subscribe there. Uh, also, the, um, also, Ryan, um, um, 
also Ryan, um, we just did an episode Saturday on the GF1 podcast, and we had a special guest on there, Mr. Scott Sadick. Uh, oh. He said, I have not forgotten, and I'm still around, and I still got the source code. Ooh. Ooh, I can't wait. I'm scared. Ooh. Yeah, 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 watch yeah. out. Yeah, watch <laughs> out. He, he said, I'm coming for you. Um, I can't tell you when. But he's coming for you, so he he's gonna use that source code on you, and you still got Zach on your trail because he still want that belt back. I'm sure Zach wants the belt back, but the belt is not going back to that cheese filled house. Of <laughs> <his>. <laughs> oh man, he's a fight word. Throwing some shade. Oh my uh, goodness. Goodness gracious, the shade. <laughs> Wait, cheese filled household is in like a Packers fan. No, no, well, I mean, maybe. Maybe. I, I, maybe. But he, he, lives, he, he's, he lives in Wisconsin. So he I lives in Wisconsin, yeah. Hey, uh, hey, careful now. I'm like five <laughs> minutes from the border there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching Jamie Grudge. Uh, uh, if you want to be on the show, if you want to be on the show, Jamie Grudge, Please uh, follow me and um, send me a send me a tweet and um, follow me send me a tweet and I'll make sure I DM you at Jacob Pictures. We will make sure that we get you on the show. All is welcome here on Pictures. All is welcome. All is welcome. And we will see, uh, guys. Uh, we'll be back next time with another episode of the best show on the internet. I mean, already. <laughs> <laughs>